listening to Barstool Bender. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Barstool Banter. I'm your host, Dave. With me, as always, is the amazing and beautiful Nikki. Hello. And we cannot forget our very funny and talented resident bartender, Johnny. Twice in a week, I get a compliment from you. Hello, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Got to compliment you every now and then. Enjoy not paying anything. Uh, with us today, we have, uh, you know, like always, we bring you nothing but great guests. We have Moon with us today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Great to be here. That's good. Now, we have explained uh, how this podcast works. We're going to start this off with a shot. Uh, I believe you and Johnny are doing Hornitos today. Salsa Hornitos. Yes. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. And as usual, we have our uh, apple whiskey. Uh, so now, Moon, you used to you used to be a shuttle driver at a local bar here in the Twin Ports? Oh, that was my, yes, my latest career. Latest career? Yeah. Uh, how long did you do that? For a couple of years. A couple of years. Any, was... uh, any fun, memorable experiences on the bus? Nothing spectacular, but it was very interesting because being a bus driver and working at a bar, um, you got to stay sober. And then you get to drive the drunk home. Oh, that's and we all know how conversations go between drunks and sober people. <laughs> well, perfect every time, mm-hmm. right? Always, always, always. But it was it was good. It was fun. It was fun. Tips were good most of the time. St. Patty's days were unbelievable. And the holidays were always good. Then you get the occasional people that just don't want to listen and all you have to do is threaten to go, I'm going to stop right here and you're going to get the fuck off. It's funny how some people can go from being 35 years old to two with a couple of dreams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, speaking of your tips, it wasn't always cash that you got, too. Well, there's, well, yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not incriminate them right off the bat, Johnny. We usually wait till about the third shot to do that, all right? So, so are we saying the tips were maybe not always Monetary, savory? monetary. But still green. Oh, there we go. <laughs> My head was somewhere else. <laughs> I'm picturing Get something. it out of the gutter. Get it out boobs? of the gutter. I'm, yeah. I'm picturing something resembling a blue waffle, but green. I don't... So, Nikki, you should get that cleaned up. No, no, I'm good. Well, she doesn't want to go to the hospital, man. She might get something else. Yeah, and unfortunately, they won't treat that over the phone. I don't oh, know so why. that's how you get pink eye. I try to stay away from doing that. <laughs> pink eye fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had it. In Not that I've had pink eye from doing that, but I imagine you. Can... Okay, awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> so many people know you from the bus. Uh, you know, you getting them home safe after a night of you know fun partying, um, but more know you as the king of Baystock. So, what is Baystock for our listeners who never heard of it? Baystock is a little party that me and a few friends throw. Every year, Labor Day weekend, we just celebrated our 40th annual. And, Congrats um, on that. I never would ever, ever have thought we'd hit 40 years, really. Started out as a small party um, with a um, couple of friends that live close to the Bayfield area. And um, they bought some land. And, oh, this is, this is cool. And 
musicians or friends and let's have a party and then you got a few musicians show up and then a few more musicians and a few more musicians and then we build a stage and invest in some sound equipment and start recording and pretty soon there's 250 people showing up to a party have somewhere between 20 to 26 bands they all play for free i don't know why but they <laughs> do it must and be and they still do must be a lot of fun if they all come to play for free yes Very it cool. is well the great thing about it is it's it's all friends of friends it's not really open to the public but of course then you have the locals that show up well they become friends and now after 40 years well some of them friends are the children of friends and grandchildren of other friends and it's just yeah it's a great time so it's not something that you can just go buy a ticket for you have to be you have to be invited or know somebody that says hey come on down right you gotta have some street credit essentially to to be able to join in the festivities well the rules of base stock is you have to be invited to base stock and once you're invited to base stock you're always invited to base stock even if you don't show up for 10 years which I tell you, a lot of friends, you know, five, ten years later, they sh- finally show up and their foreheads are red for the whole weekend because they keep <laughs> slapping themselves going, why the hell didn't I come here ten, five years ago? How, how do you, uh, if there's no ticket sales or anything, do you have, like, d- donations? People donate no, we, to it? or it, For the first many, many years, it was free. And then we got to the point where sound system and then we had to buy generator because we moved it from a place that had electricity to a place with non-electricity so we have generators we have to buy diesel fuel for tiki torches so we have anywhere between 80 to 100 tiki torches that we fill every day that are spread all around the land to light the pathways well maintenance for the lights upgrade the lights upgrade the sound system and any money that's left over goes into a bank account and just sits there. Nobody makes any money on it. Nobody makes any profit from it. So uh, most of the people that help out there, is that completely <coughs> voluntarily? Or? Oh, yeah. The people that we got the tiki light, we got the tiki crew. They run around and fill them up. We have people that run and get firewood, designated, but voluntary. You know, but a guy with a truck and he gets, you know, say, well, I know where some oak is over here. I know where this is over there. So they go and grab wood and bring it back and we always have a blazing fire we got welders and electricians and and ex-airplane mechanics that a plethora of people that have unbelievable talent that come down in two weeks before the party make sure everything's set up make sure everything's working and um, anything that has to be done gets done then and um, after 40 years we got it kind of down to a fine art how about so uh, I do have one thing to kind of brush back on, is you did miss one part of the rules about uh, inviting somebody to, to Baystock. That you are responsible you are respo- You are responsible for the person that you invited. Yes, you are. So, so invite carefully. Invite, ca- invite carefully, yeah. And if, if I could tell a quick story about you that. Just tell that story. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I think this is my second year there going to Baystock, and Moon... Had uh, invited a guy from the bar. Great dude, but when he's he's drunk, he can be kind of a wild card. So I'm walking around, just checking campsites and whatever, you know, doing the end of the night kind of thing. Volunteering as security. Yes, yes, yes. The guy that Moon invited, I'm trying to not say the name here, was just acting 
you know, a fool or whatever. Moon's like, well, Johnny, why don't you take care of that? And I'm like, hmm, who invited this guy? And then just the slow realization of the look on his face of like, who did invite that motherfucker? And just the look on his face of, oh, fuck, it was me. I have to be responsible for this guy. So we had to tuck him into his hammock once and into his uh, into his bed another time. And I forget how we got him to stay there the second time. We probably dealt with him for a good hour or three to finally get him. True. and But you were just better at... Um, Hurting cats? Tolerating his intolerance because I was talking to him and, and I said, "Hey man, just chill and just..." Well, and he took a swing at me. He missed, luckily. And Johnny, he just had a better persuasion, a better persuasion. I pretended I was equally as intoxicated as him, and we uh, <laughs> that's, that's... said that we're going to go up to his campsite and have a drink. And then I pretended to stumble my ass home, and yeah, that was how we finally got him to get back into his into his tent, but. Oh, an actor. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. But yes, that is the more, one of the more important roles is you are responsible for the person that you invite to be stuck in. Uh... The consequences can be dire if you are completely out of control. Right. You, you get duct taped to a tree. But in all the years of being stuck, there's that's only, fair. I did actually, I told him, you ain't coming back. And there's only one other person that has been banned from Baystock in all these years. So 40 years, only two people have been banned. So Yeah. I, I think that's, that's pretty, not bad. pretty damn good numbers. Out of, yeah. out of parties that are three, 400 plus. Yeah. 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 With, you know, with those kind of rules, I can only really think of, it, let's say, <coughs> if I get the invite to go um, and I yeah, John. get to invite somebody I got you too. I think there's maybe like four people that I know that I would have that much faith in. That you I would run those four people by me first. So. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I think I only know of like maybe four people that I completely wholeheartedly trust enough to earn the title of Nikki invited that person. Right. Which, is, which is which is which is which is which is the greatest thing about it because you know you're going down to the you know the soul of your friends to yep. have them there. I, I love the idea, you know, and I hadn't, I had never heard of Baystock until Johnny brought it up, what was it, two, three weeks ago we were talking about bringing Moon on. Yeah. Um, you brought up Baystock, and the hell is Baystock? I've never heard of it. It's like a, mu- he's, it's a music festival. I'm like, I love music festivals. and Never heard of that one. You know, it's like we've been going to Rockfest past couple, you know, I've been past three years. And, you know, I was doing Wee Fest before that because I'm you know, not big in the country, but I love the festival environment. Yeah. This is a different but kind of. But it's a private party. It's a different yeah. kind of environment. Yeah, it's a private party. And, and it, is, it is held in um, 40 acres of some of the most beautiful land. And the stage is in a bottom of a bowl that has a rise of about 20 feet and it's about 150 feet from the stage to the top of the bowl and right in front of there is, is the fire pit and everybody just hangs up at the top and the, the acoustics are phenomenal and the talent is unbelievable and uh, yeah that yeah. sounds like a great time what what is the I guess genre of is it kind of all over the place with the music? We cover everything we cover everything it usually starts out I think most bands uh, the, the Eleven o'clock, noonish, eleven o'clock, in. and we'll go from just a s- solos or or duets doing acoustics and some of the more best chill. best guitar picking and and uh, it's it's amazing. 
all the way up to doing little country type stuff. Then actually, you know, by the end of the night, some of the weirdest um, Pink Floydish stuff that you've ever heard. So, uh, it, and I'm looking at one of your questions here. Oh. Kind of leads into this conversation. So the 40 years that you've been doing bass talk, who's the most famous or most well-known band? Or is there somebody that, you know, maybe we would have heard of that has played there? Most of the talent comes from Duluth, Minneapolis. Jeez, um, as far as fame goes, I wouldn't say anybody's really famous. Um, there's, I would say, possibly Irie Soul. They're a reggae-ish band out of the Eau Claire area. Um, great musicians. Um, Seven-piece band, horns and everything. And, uh, yeah, oh, wow. Very fantastic. Cool. Uh, well, you know, and, behind and some reggae. Lo- looking at this, you know, the stage area, I mean, it just looks like it'd be a very intimate area oh. anyways. You know, just to uh, check out cool bands. Like, you know, I'd be thankful for any band, really, that came to a place for free to play. Yeah, it looks I, like a place you bring some sandals, comfy pants, and a lot of bug spray. Nope. No? Bugs ain't no problem, because it's in September. Oh, oh yeah, I okay. suppose. I was about to say, what, no pants? I can get down on that. <laughs> 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 there may or may not be a fair amount of that, but that usually that's usually is regulated to people's campsites. <laughs> so, you've been doing bass stock for four decades now. How have you and your... There's got to be a core group of people yep. doing this. Yep. How have you all kept this going for 40 years? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's friends. Friends, friends. just sheer just will. Just friends. Yes. Just being uh, just, ah, just as much friends as uh, Johnny as I have become in the last four years. I mean, it's just something you find somebody in your world and you just know. You yeah. just know. Your heart's there. You just know. Somebody comes, has a great enough time, and they're willing to put their heart and soul into it. And right. Help out. That's awesome. Well, Those people are hard to find sometimes. Yes, definitely. They, yes. And harder and harder to find. Now, hard, hard to find somebody to stick with. I mean, you might get somebody to, you know, hang around for a couple of years. But, you know, getting people to hang out for 40 years, keep it going, especially if there's no money involved, nothing to line their pocket. It's nope. hard to keep that going. Nope. Uh, you know, brings me to another question. I mean, how do you, I, I know at first you talk some bands into coming out, but how do you continue to find bands? Do people approach you or do you approach them? Well, um, this all comes down to one of our founding fathers where the party originally started, call him Grandpa Baystock, and he has a list. He's a hell of a musician, and he has a list of all the bands and he calls them every year, probably starting now, because he just got back from Mexico. And he's going to say, you on or you off? You on? You ready to go? You're not going to go? But then again, you know, with this fucking corona crap, who knows what's going to happen? But I'm yeah. thinking we're going to, th- we're going for it, you know. Amazingly, so many bands just come back every year. And then if there's a gap, we'll find somebody else to fill it in. But I tell you, finding a spot, I mean, there's so many people that are, at the waiting door mm-hmm. to come in hard to get in it's um it's amazing how many people just keep coming back year after year and so do a lot of these bands they camp out through the whole festival or they just show up and play some of them just come for the, some of them might be playing at a bar somewhere and they'll just take a night off or time off and they'll mm-hmm. be at a bar playing maybe at night and they'll come and play early and then shoot back to the damn bar and play again and it's it's amazing 
the dedication no. and, and the effort that these musicians put into this place. And music starts on Thursday, right? Well, well, that's sound check. Right. But officially, music really starts on Friday night. And goes all the way until... Until Sunday night. Sunday. I mean, it, other than time where people are going to be sleeping... Yeah. Which, you know, but... Well, music, usually, I mean, actually, I mean, from, from 11 or noon, whatever, about 11 usually, till, or died till 2, 3 in the morning. Which is really cool. Um, a lot of the music festivals you go to, they're done at midnight. Yeah. Well, you know, like Rockfest, it's, uh, we're not going this year, and I don't mean to bash Rockfest. It wasn't it, in love with the, yeah, the lineup, wasn't it? It's, it's becoming too, too corporate. Uh, that festival is and it's you know it just kind of ran us off you know turned us off to rock fest and we fest you know i'd went four years in a row really loved it and it started getting the same way and you know you've been doing this 40 years and looking at this picture from 2019 um of the stage it's this says i'm gonna have a good time you know i'm gonna listen to some great music and you know make some new friends well, like I said, nobody makes any money. I mean, the taxes for the land get paid. Oh, there's, I got so many stories I could tell you about this. Because back in the day when I, I bought the land for really cheap, and the taxes were really cheap. And actually, maybe I should get into that. <laughs> Party's been going on for 12 years at Grandpa Baystock's place. And then we moved it out to another friend's place for two years. We built a stage. He had an old blueberry farm full of tag allers and stuff, and he cleared that off and basically turned it into a nice big field area and built the stage and put up a big tarp and had it there for two years. But we knew it was only going to be temporary. And he says, well, this is going to be the last year. Okay, so I have a base dock, and the guy who, Dick, who's we had the place, they went in and looked in some plat maps and, oh, this is for sale, that's for sale. So they went in there in the springtime and they... Put on some cross-country skis, and I go, wow, look at this. They fell into that bowl. They came down that hill, and they saw that bowl, and they went, whoa, this is it. Got to have it. Got to have it. All right, everybody, let's chip in some money and buy 40 acres of land. Well, yeah, no, that goes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like full of teeth, right? Yeah, like full of teeth, because everybody's got some goofy ideas about sharing land. Well, being from up here, you know, I mean, guys put up deer shacks and buy land, and it's piece of cake you know nobody worries mm-hmm. nobody sweats the details a lot of people were from the cities and stuff and, and, and all we got into the corporate stuff not corporate stuff but legalese yeah and uh well you can't pass it on to your kids you can't so this and that well grandpa base goes um That's well what if somebody dies and i go buy him some fucking flowers <laughs> so, so anyways yeah Got to the point where I said, oh, screw it. So I bought it. And I got it cheap. So now I'm the king of base stuff. Nice. Well, and how many years has it actually been at that land? Pushing 30. Yeah. That, uh... Well, let's, uh, it's, we're actually surpassed in 15 minutes, but. Oh, damn it. To, to the king of base stuff. God, I think it'd be, it'd be great to own 40 acres. Oh, and in, in. It hasn't it's been logged. It hasn't been. Too. It hasn't been logged in in a hundred years. Like it, it bugs me. People are like, oh, God's country, but that's that's some beautiful land. Yeah, I mean, just just the stage alone, like even this picture right here. Um, and for our listeners, uh, you know, we're looking at the pictures on uh, Uh Obviously, you're not going to find 
place to buy the tickets from or anything. Uh, but definitely check it out. Oh, I love the sound booth. Mm-hmm. It's it's so rustic and I don't know, just tranquil. I guess. We just we just spent twelve grand on putting that roof on there just about three years ago. Before that, it was um, just a cable going across the peak, and we'd have to put up a thirty by forty foot tarp every year for the longest time, which was a ceremony and a fun thing all in itself, putting oh. it up and tearing it down. But we finally got to the point because we're getting to be a bunch of old farts that uh, we hired a couple of 30-year-olds. I think there was three of them. Put that whole roof up in uh, like uh, four days. You're talking about the stage roof, right? Just the roof. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so now, you know, in all your years of being part of A-Stock, what are some of your fondest memories about that weekend? The greatest thing about it is it is friends of friends. It is an intimate party. It is people you get to see every year that you don't see any other time of the year. Like a huge extended family reunion? Exactly. Exactly. And the sad thing about now is we're getting a little bit older and a few people are falling by the wayside. Even a few musicians have passed away. But it is one of the most amazing. I call it a brain dump. You go out there, even if it's your first time. You go out there, listen to music, and meet the friends of the friend. Because I really don't have any assholes for friends. And they ain't allowed. And you will meet a plethora of people that are just genuine people. That's the best part. Well, of course, the music, too. Yeah, the music sounds amazing. The music is phenomenal, yes. So you can't think of one event that stands out for you. As in... I mean, didn't you get married there? Oh, no. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, that was the plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was the plan. That was Uh-oh. <laughs> That was the plan. That was the plan. It was, it was, it was, I've been with my girl for many, many years. And she said, all I want you to do, it doesn't even have to be legal. Just stand up on stage and claim your love for me. <laughs> well, I proposed to her down in Mexico one year and gave her a ring. Then that kind of changed. Then the next thing you know, unbeknownst to me, that she's planning on having a wedding at her dad's house or a folks house. And kind of funny how that works. But it was all good. It's all good. It's all good. Still good. Twenty-five years of being together, and we finally got married. And now I think it's it's it was one, so it's nineteen years married. Wow. Well, congrats. Yeah, that's impressive. I don't know why, but anytime somebody says how long they've been married, I say congrats. Questions. Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) Okay. The liquor is hitting. The liquor is hitting me. So now moments at Bay Stock. I mean, are there any crazy ones that stand out? Well, I think we touched on one already. And there was a time back in the heyday when when it got a little out of control, when a lot of locals showed up, or let's say uninvited locals or uninvited. Yes, people showed up and they didn't understand the rules and they didn't behave themselves and security had to do the best they could to keep it under control. Well, I, I got a couple of funny stories about my actual first year there. Going there is something that's completely different from anything that you've ever really uh, been a part of. And I'm not ruining it for you two when you actually show up because you show are, up. Are we officially? Wait a minute. Yeah. Who the fuck invited those two? I'm inviting those two. Oh, okay. All right. He's in charge of us. Because right. I'm not inviting anybody anymore. <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> He, he but anyway, my, my 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 first year there, uh, it was just weird. 
and I'm not going into any details beyond it was just it's just weird. Tiffany and I are up by the fire pit and we're looking for, you know, Moon cuz we knew we had to get tickets or whatever else. The the sheriff of Baystock comes up and we didn't know this person from anybody, but he's a crazy-haired guy wearing a ratted security shirt and asking us about tickets and I'm like, I'm not buying tickets from you like you look like you've just crawled out from you know a rock somewhere i'm not i'm not giving you any money man and he's like oh well, yeah well we can talk to moon or whatever that's fine and i'm like you could say gibby no gibby yeah it was just gibby the gibby the sheriff of baystock it was just an it was just an odd thing to walk up there and just to be like hey man you got a ticket and it's just this frazzled looking if gibby shows up he's a cool dude man but i mean it's not anybody you would like first meet, give him eighty dollars. You know, it's just not something that you would have done. I don't know, maybe. Depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> well <laughs> I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what kind of mischief he was trying to get into, so you know, going there you just have no like nobody tells you what to do when you get there. So there's no like somebody at the front going, All right, your site's over there, blah blah blah, get set up. It's just like, oh, well, Here's a spot. I guess I'll set up here. And then <laughs> so have, there's, there's have the really, chips fall where they may. There's really no marked off site. Well, yeah, there are. And, and if back in the olden days, we used, to, we used to set up gates, two gates. There's two roads that come into the place. And we used to have guys that would sit there and, and you'd buy your ticket from the guys at the gate. And then being a private party, you should know where you're going or somebody should be telling you where you're going to be. So you're going to meet somebody. And that just got to be too um, not necessary because now there's less people. We don't have the 30-year-olds and 20-year-olds invading because now they know it's just a bunch of old farts partying in the woods, you know. So it's more free form. We're just trying to cover cover expenses. Cover expenses. And if you show up for one day, well, you got $10. No. You know, it's it's, it's no big deal. Well, we, we would make a... You know, thing of it. You know, obviously, we would be there Thursday through Sunday. Probably it, have to leave early on Sunday. That whole job thing, being a responsible adult, sucks. Well, it's well, Labor Day it's weekend. Labor Day weekend. Mondays you yeah. got off. I was going to ask that question. That, that's you funny. That's funny. He thinks I'm going to have Labor Day off. Oh, <laughs> I should have Labor Day off. It's so now I'm. A, I'm not going to ask you if you have any regrettable ones, because obviously it sounds like it's just been 40 years of fun. Um, maybe the one guy that you invited that you shouldn't have invited. Well, actually, I told him, I said, I actually did. I bent on that, and I said, hey, you behave yourself. You, you can come back. I did. Just the one guy. But the other guy? The other guy? No, he can't come back. The other guy can't come back. The other guy can't. All right. So, um, you know, we're trying to do... You know, in this podcast, we're trying to come up with new things. And, uh, you know, we have this new segment where we Google our guests. But, unfortunately, you are completely off the grid. You Google Baystock. You come up with a website that is pretty much off the grid website. Uh, could not find a location for Baystock. Apparently, right. it's in the middle of Bayfield. And that's the way he likes it. So, I, I yeah, didn't have a problem right. finding the website. There's just not a ton of information yeah. on which I love about it. I was asking, it, you know, like, where is this? I don't know where this is at. I assumed um, it was somewhere in Wisconsin, but it sounds like a Wisconsin thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually no. in Illinois. No, so, I mean, it's I, I love the... It's kind of like a uh, 
secret club. You know, I really love that about this. Tried to find pictures of you, and unfortunately, Johnny could only find two pictures of you on this website. Oh, hell, I'm there. Nobody takes any pictures. No. And it was... Well, just, they do, but they're all you're all kind of in the background, yeah. or you're, you're, you're yeah. in a group of people. Yeah, like, it, Johnny it, sent yeah. me uh, a list of pictures, or, you know, where these pictures were. I don't know if you've ever been on this website. I literally went through thousands and thousands of images to try to find one of you actually just hanging out with Ever. somebody. Really? You're just yeah. You're just not. I'm not photogenic. Well, <laughs> I think you're kind of like Baystock Bigfoot, man. You're always blurry and out of focus, and you never know where the fuck so you're gonna turn up. Creature. So Johnny had sent me a list of uh, you know searchable pictures, and uh, you know I. I it's the first time we've met. Right. You know, I've never even heard of you, heard of Baystock, anything like that. So in all these pictures I've he sends me, life. this guy is in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's always talking. He's always captivating the crowd. And that's who I thought you were. And then Johnny's like, oh, no, it's a dude in a white T-shirt and a hoodie kind of standing off in the background. Um, so obviously we can't do and explain this picture with you. Well, that, one's, that one just was taken at the security meeting that you have at the start. Well, that's... Yeah, the big spool at the top of the bowl, right next to the campfire, the big campfire. That's probably during the Friday night meeting. We do a meeting on Friday night about 7 o'clock, 7.30-ish or whatever, and anybody that's there shows up and we talk about the rules of Baystock, talk about, you know, no cigarette butts on the ground and da-da-da, and if you can help being on a tiki crew or you can do anything else or being on a wood crew, and then we ask if anybody's got happy pens or anything like that. Anybody does first aid, make sure we got that covered. Basically, respect the land and respect your friends and take any garbage home with you. It's what that's all about. That sounds great. Like the yes, I can't wait to go. And honestly, any party or anything, any event that you go to, and their tables are spools, like cable... Um, cable spools. Yep. Cable yeah. spools. Yep. I'm going. That sounds like a great oh, time. Absolutely. That sounds like good people. I don't I, I don't know what it is. It's good people that drink off of cable spools. Well, speaking <laughs> of tables. drinking off cable spools, um, when it comes to alcohol, obviously, I'm assuming it's a BYOB thing. Yes. Yes, bring your own. Well, there is the Blueberry Hill Shot Bar, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, rely upon that for all of your alcohol needs. Well, people share a lot. Have you considered doing a no. cash bar? No. No. Nope. I imagine there's permits and there's liability. That takes you down into a whole yeah. road you don't want to go. It's special insurance permits. The only, the only Honestly, people there that great. are actually selling things or, or or vendors of any sort is. There's one campground where you can, if you don't feel like cooking breakfast, they'll make you some biscuits and gravy and stuff like that for a reasonable price. Oh, God. We'll and, uh, and then there's we'll Prince Paul, who sets up his little uh, Rastafarian bazaar, or whatever you want to call it. Sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses, hats, whatever. <laughs> and, and then there's the shirt shack that, uh, shirt shack. that yes. sells base stock merchandise. We have... Which I assume the money goes back to the... We have a Baymart. Every year, there's a new t-shirt. There are 40 t-shirts that are strung on a line on the side of the bowl from the first base dock to the last base dock. And they're all there. And you can, if you get there early enough, because Lana believes that um, she doesn't want to be 
stuck with any extra merchandise. Yeah. Lana's um, the person that makes the t-shirts and whatever else. Um, oh, that's fair. You don't want to be stuck with a whole bunch of shirts that aren't going to go anywhere and you can't do anything with them. Yeah, too, but you can only sell them next year for the people that didn't get there early enough and uh, forgot to buy one. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a merch person, though. Right. Like, like Dragon Boats. We do Dragon Boats every year. I have a hoodie every year, and they just switched vendors, and See, I'm not going to say any vendor names, but the new vendor was like, we don't want leftover stuff, so they stopped putting the year on the shirts. And I'm kind of bummed about that, because I have a sweatshirt for every year. I mean, I've got 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, then it just stops with the dating. And yeah. Well, what's kind of cool? Okay. What's kind of cool about their shirts and whatnot is every single shirt has got a different logo mm-hmm. or yeah. a unique. Um, yeah. Every shirt's unique to whatever year that it is. You've done like a couple of throwbacks, but the, the art's always been just slightly different. It's the only. This uh, year, here's, the uh, 40th annual is really the only throwback that we've done. And it went back to, I don't remember when the first time the guitar tree came out. And it's not exactly the same as the first guitar tree, but that was this, that was last year's 40th annual. And I love it. Oh, I, I definitely yeah. like it. It's something, uh, you know, li- looking at the prices here, I mean, these are all reasonable. Oh my prices. gosh, yeah. I mean, this is, there is, I, I don't even think there's a markup on any of this. A zipper putty, you could honestly get like forty five instead of thirty five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so very reasonable prices. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously we're going to be buying some of this stuff. I on uh, probably would leave with a zipper putty and sweatpants and a t shirt and probably a lanyard and a stainless steel travel mug. <laughs> Because I'm, get up I'm early. that person that, like, I have... Get there early. So you're going to get everything on the list except for caps and beans. Oh, we have a 40. Ooh, that is a nice mug yeah. tip. But that's an example of what your ticket looks like, too. So. Oh, that's the ticket. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the ticket on the back has got all the bands at play. So do you have to wear this around? Yeah. yeah. So you don't, just don't get accosted, but that's why somebody. you... Just for those that... <laughs> No, 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 Johnny just New handed people. a lanyard with the ticket from last year, and um, it has the logo on the front, and on the back is the band schedule. I, I would totally wear it for the schedule. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, one of the greatest bands on there. It's, be- is, it's better is, than a wristband. One of the greatest bands on there is Group Photo. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear them. I've never seen Group Photo before. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of sure. whining going on. How long is this fucking going to take? <laughs> I love the, uh, it sounds so simple. Let's get together and take a picture. Yeah, it, no. Let's get together and take a picture. Is a... But it's it's actually shocking how many people show up for the, the right. group photo. Probably most of them aren't even there. And you're just like, where the fuck are all these people? You don't see any of them while you're out there. I mean, it's just you'll see like a few people at the bowl and you'll... You'll see like half of the people that it's like, I, I didn't see you all freaking week. Just you saw them for crossed. the... Yep. I think I see photo somewhere can't remember this is like the home page of the website is where a lot of the group photos are that i saw right. like if you click well, on it is, base it is, stock, it I is 40 it. acres and and a lot of people just hang out and if you're close enough you can hear the music and if you're not close enough you just dial in the radio station because we have a little sub transmitter that you can just dial. <laughs> Damn it. that's two thus far shooter yeah, i know I'm, <laughs> All right, so wow. assuming this is the group photo, it looks like I this is the... I love the dude in the middle with the huge weed 
plant. I'm sorry, I don't smoke weed, so pot plant? Yes. On his shirt? I love that he's right in the middle. And, and I'm thinking this is before you built the stage roof. Yes. Because there's that big old tarp you were talking about. And the t-shirt, the t-shirt line. Yeah, t-shirt line. The, the beginning, yeah. It's very cool. Obviously, but yeah, every base stock t-shirt is hanging on the line somewhere. It literally looks like a huge, amazing family reunion. It really does. And count me in. I would love to go. Well, well yeah. Uh, did you get a top off on that shot? All right, so shot time real quick. Shot time. Cheers. All right, start nope. that 15-minute timer again. Moving on. Uh, we're we're going to shift off of base stock for a little bit. About time. <laughs> Well, it's, it's very interesting. I, yeah, I, it's been 40 years of your life, yes. man. Well, the last two-thirds. Well, we're talking to people that love music and drinking and yeah. festivals and yeah, outdoors. I, and... Yes, I am. Uh, but moving on, um, I hear you have a bit of a green thumb. Oh, yeah. Has that green thumb ever gotten you in trouble? Oh, yeah. Care to elaborate? <laughs> if I must. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I grew up. My mom is one of 15 children from a German family that they always had a garden. And growing a garden was totally necessary back when she was young. Even when I was growing up, you always had a little garden. And then we moved out to the, we lived in town, small town, kind of like Superior, actually. So much like Superior, it's really weird because there was a bar in every corner and a shipyard and everything else. We moved out to the country and then we get a bigger garden, have houseplants, and you're growing houseplants. Well, yeah, so I acquired a green thumb and... And I turned into a teenager and tried to grow some of the house plants that ported from Mexico. Oh, you mean those uh, tomato plants that don't actually grow tomatoes? Uh, yeah, them funny-looking tall tomato plants. Yes. Tried growing them indoors. Yeah. Growing indoors under fluorescence lights is not really good. But... Anyways, we were trying to do basically a crossbreeding of... <laughs> I knew what I was doing, and I used a paintbrush to get some pollen from an outdoor plant to pollinate an indoor plant and turn it into something that I thought would turn into something uh, magical. And, uh, well, when you don't own your own house and you're a renter, oh boy. comes into your house and... Oh, what do we have here? Tomato plants. Well, the police knocked on the door, and daughter was... This is back... Mid-80s, and daughter's six, seven years old, maybe, and she's uh, told to go play in the park while this is all going down, and the powers that be went through the house and looked for this and looked for that and took plants out of the basement and didn't get arrested, and I didn't get put in jail or anything like that, but the funny thing about it was when my daughter came back home, she goes, where's all dad's tomato plants? (laughs) (laughs) She was really heartbroken, because... I don't know. She, she must have been paying attention. She must have been paying attention, I guess, you know, that I was growing these tomato plants in the basement. Well, and if you see his basement now, it's it's bananas what he's got. To, well, there's no bananas. There, but, but, yeah, there's no coming. tomato plants. There's no tomato plants. But, <laughs> Trust me. I mean, it's, it's crazy when you go down there because you just kind of walk in and all of a sudden you're in a greenhouse and you're in somebody's, like, basement. I was expecting, you know, trying to picture a banana tree growing in a basement, like, Oh, damn, you got a big ass basement, dude. There's some high ceilings. <laughs> I wish, high ceilings. I wish. I mean, I, I did, to this day, I wish I had a house with twenty foot terrarium type windows. And yes, and yes, I, and I still, yeah, I grow. I like to grow things. And all the plants you see me I take them outside in the summertime, bring them back in in the wintertime, trim them up, get fatter and bushier, and take them outside. He actually did give us a plant that's right over there, and we have managed to keep it alive. It's still kicking. We gotta water it though, but it's it's still kicking. 
<laughs> that was probably the first thing he noticed when he walked in. He's like, oh, you need to water that damn thing, Johnny. So, Johnny was telling me that you go to Mexico pretty often, or as often as you can. I missed the last two years, um, but I've been there 24 times. The last two years have been rough. So now, Personally, I mean, I, I haven't been to Mexico in, well, I don't know, three years now, I think. So, yeah, it's been four years. Five for me. Um, so, because people are listening to us, uh, you know, currently quarantined, obviously when you're going down to, when you've went down to Mexico... What's something that you felt was the most fulfilling thing that you did down? What was the most fu- fulfilling thing I did in Mexico? Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything that recharged your soul? Well, or... every time you go down there, it recharges your soul. Yeah. Oh, hell. Really good. <laughs> grab a damn beer and lay on a beach and, and yeah. feel the breeze and look at it, the, the aqua blue waters. I mean, that's all you really need to do. Yeah. I would say, like, my moment and my soul recharging moment in Mexico was just jumping off of a cliff into a blue-green water. Soul recharging moment was kind of where I was. Into a cenote or into the, the Caribbean? I don't even know where I was, honestly. Like, the well, plane, a cenote the plane is took a... me to point A, the, the taxi took me to the resort, and then a bus took me to point B, and I jumped off a cliff into blue-green water, and it was great. I don't know where I was. The place was called Shellhop, that's all I know. Okay, oh, I've been to Shaha. Shaha. Yeah. Okay. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, well, when Moon goes to Mexico, he doesn't go to, a, like, a, a Rister place, which is, like, the inclusive spots. Okay. He kind of likes to go off the grid a little bit, kind of interact with... It's not uh, off the grid. It's just being well, just a grown-up and get your own apartment and <laughs> go to the grocery store by yourself and... Yeah, and, no, my uh, vacation, I don't want to go to the grocery you store. Don't, you don't. Uh, <laughs> but you don't, you, you go to the grocery store for just a few things. I can't see how people go to Mexico. If, if it's your first time, fine. Or maybe second time, okay. You go to all-inclusive. I hate even the idea of, I've been to an all-inclusive just to see what it's like. And I go, it's like going to camp. I mean, Except the counselor doesn't touch you while you're asleep. Oh boy, what kind of camp did you go to, Dave? <laughs> Don't answer that question. And alcohol is Boy served. Scout. Boy Scout yeah. camp. Oh, Boy Scout camp. <laughs> oh, alcohol <laughs> might be served. When we go down, we, we, we'll rent an apartment. We'll even rent a car for some days. And we're usually down there for like three weeks. And so you get out and take a road trip. And then and, and you're kind of burning camels at both ends because you getting another place but you're already paying for one place but yeah three four days go someplace else get in the car drive and go see the real mexico go drive through some villages there back in the day man they, they were just still tin roof stick shacks and just yeah it was it was real real back in the day now it what still is i mean you, you drive far enough you'll find that same stuff well, the reason I brought that or wrote that question was uh, your 2007 trip, just after Hurricane Dean. Michael. Oh, Hurricane Michael. I'm sorry. I, I got the information from your, your wife. So, I mean, you were uh, you fell in love with a village. Oh, we went down to Mahawal, which is quite a ways down. That's about halfway from, well, if you're talking, Can- started Cancun, well, probably three quarters of the way down the Yucatan Peninsula to the Belize border. And we went down there and um, had a great time. And then Hurricane Michael went through and wiped the place out. And then the next year, 
John and I went down. We, uh, right before we went, we had a bunch of people. She went to talk to all her friends at the uh, hospital, and I got some collections going, and we filled up two suitcases with toys and crayons and coloring books and stuff like that. Brought them down there and found a place to stay with a friend of ours that we had met the year before because he had a cement hotel. <laughs> the cement hotel stayed up. Everything else, man, you should see pictures. Google it. Hurricane Michael, Mahawal, before and after. And uh, we went to a little school and just distributed all these, all the kids. That was amazing. It was fun. That was, that was yeah. Well, I, I this saw biker, it. This biker cried, man. I did cry. I saw, cool. I saw a picture of that on your fridge, man, that you showed me. And I don't think I've ever seen you happier in that moment in time ever. So, yeah, it was fun. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, all the years, all the years. Yeah, you got to get out. You got to get out. You got to go away. You got to go rent a car. You can't be afraid. You know what I mean? And go see some ruins and go eat some place. Go eat some place where nobody speaks English whatsoever. What was the name of that town? Mahawal. Yeah, well, so getting back to uh, Mexico, yeah, Grandpa Baystock, I haven't talked to him, but a buddy of mine just talked to him, and he had to cut his trip short by a week. Because of the virus? Because of the virus. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, my wife has been following um, what's going on down there. A lot of restaurants are closed. Yeah, it's it's all over. It is all over. It is not just here. It's in Mexico. So. Yeah, no, it, uh, I've been to an all-inclusive there in uh, Cozumel, Mexico, which, you know, it's just a little tiny island, little off, tiny island. off the coast of, uh, yeah. you know, the Yucatan there. And, you been know, there we, several times. Yeah, we took and rented a car, drove around a little island, you know, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. Previous adventures in Mexico were not as fun, because I was a carny back then when I would go to Mexico. And, uh, been robbed there a few times in the border town. You went to the... You did the carnival work in Mexico? Yes. Oh. Oh my God. Yes, oh, like we would do, awful. we would do Laredo, and then we would cross the border into Nuevo Laredo. Um, and I'm talking, police are riding around to pick up trucks, just balls to the wall, armed, just mm-hmm. ready to gun somebody down. And uh, Brownsville is another one. We set up a Brownsville next week. We'd be across the border in that little town. Different Mexico though. It's, it's a border town. Yeah. Well, uh, the first time I actually went to Mexico was with, with Moon, and we went to a town called Puerto Morales, which is right in between Playa del Carmen and mm-hmm. Cancun. Yeah. I don't know. We're outside having a smoke and drinking, a, having a cocktail or whatever, and it was probably my first or second night there. And I was looking down. There's a squad car with its lights on the entire time. And it's, because it's, they're always on. It's, it's a ways down. I mean, it's like three or four blocks. And I just go, I surrender like this, and just bats my hands down like, what are you doing, you idiot? And I'm like, what? He, there's no way he could see me. Sure enough, pulls right the fuck up and starts talking to us like I flagged him <laughs> the fuck down. And I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. You know, if you're going to go off the the resorts, just mind your P's and Q's as best right. as you can. Yes. And, yeah, just... uh. Don't act like an asshole when you're in a foreign country and never. You're not. You're, no. Yeah. You're. You're. You're perfectly safe going if, anywhere. If, if you want to go home, don't act like an asshole in a foreign country. It's not going to do you any good at all. Now, speaking of south of the border, and 
tequila. You've been drinking it all night, uh, spilling some of it, but we got you. A, we've got you a sippy cup out now, so you're doing fine. What is the best tequila you've had down there? The best tequila I had down there, well, or in general, well, because I can think of mine right off the top of my head. Fucked me up for an entire day off one shot. Seriously? Uh, it was a uh, Scorpion tequila. Picked it up, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, maybe it's Cosmo, but on the island there, I picked it up, it's Scorpion Tequila, literally had a scorpion in a bottle, Mm -hmm. Uh, they gave me a shot as a sampler, and I was sober when I walked into this little shop, Mm -hmm. I was staggering when I left, off one shot, Mm -hmm. and I was fucked up all day. Hey, you see how much I'm drinking tonight, Mm -hmm. takes a bit to get me fucked up. Like I said... Keep your wits about you when you're going overseas, just in case. Oh, yeah. You got a little sprinkle in your, your shot of tequila, I think. Yeah, there might have been a little sprinkle. Yeah. Them <laughs> bastards? I want to talk to them now. What yeah, was in there? But I would say, I would have to say that my favorite tequila is Classe Azul. When I first discovered it, I discovered it. To me, I mean, it's probably better. I don't know how long it's been around. But it is... Um, one of the smoothest, sweetest tequilas that I've ever drank. And for the longest time, you could not get it in the United States. So I used to bring it back from Mexico, buy a bottle or two. First taste of that was at Bay Stock. And I would bring it, save it, because I come back from Mexico in February, March, depending on March usually. And then I would save that freaking bottle till Bay Stock, September, go around and Salute all my friends that are at Baystock. Nice. And uh, it, to this day, it's still, it's still a very fine, very fine. So, would you consider yourself kind of a tequila carnosaur? Yes. Okay. All right, so I'm going to list four tequilas for you. These are four tequilas commonly found in bars. Um, okay. Everybody thinks that all four, you know, one of these four is the best tequila. I want you to rank them best to worst. Okay. All right. Can do. Don Julio, Patron, Jose Cuervo, and Hornitos. Well, see, you have to get a little bit more refined as far as are they Blanco, Reposado? Oh, God, he's already showing me up. Yeah. He's already showing me up. So, I mean, your Blanco tequila is straight. Out of this reposado. And that's that clear patron everybody clear. knows not so All the clear. Anything clear. clear. Okay. Now, they say that clear, less hangover, but not as smooth. Hmm. Reposado is aged for a few months. That's why it has a little brown color to it. And it takes up a little flavor from the barrels that they age it. Okay. And then Anejo is aged from a year beyond or six months and beyond. It can be, and that can be, that's like the crazy whiskey where they have whiskey in the barrel for so damn long that the angels take, they say the angels part and then because it evaporates and that's why they have to charge you so much more for it because it's Dude, disappearing. As, as a Southern man, I can tell you why the whiskey was in that barrel so long. We forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying so, those four... Okay, no, no. Run, run the list by me. Okay. You have Don Julio, Pernitos, Patron, and Jose Cuervo. Well, Jose Cuervo, I swear to God, they've gotten better. But back in the day, I wouldn't even call it a fucking tequila. 
because it didn't even have tequila on a fucking label. Um, Ornitos is all around, dollar for dollar, a bottle of Ornitos. The Reposado. Reposado is one of the smoothest, I mean, for 18 to $20 a bottle, excellent. Um, That's what I hear in most of the bar jobs that I've worked. I'll say, well, do you want uh, Jose or do you want Hornitos or or if the bar I'm working at has Patron. Most of the time people will go for the Hornitos. It's I think middle Patron, of the road. I think Patron, I, but, I, but I think Patron or, or Don Julio. Or, well, Don Julio. Uh, I'd see. If you want to spend the money, Don Julio is fine. Totally over Patron. If I'm having a tequila sunrise, I, I, I don't really care. Because right. I'm, I'm, you're covering it with OJ and, and, or if you're making a margarita, it doesn't, it doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. I, I, I will go whatever right. your rail, which is usually Jose Cuervo if or, I don't, yes, you know. if you're mixing it with something, yeah, you're having a Bloody Maria. It's his favorite thing to do at a restaurant is to order a Bloody Maria. I'm gonna assume that is a Bloody Just a Mary, tequila, but tequila, tequila Bloody Mary, vodka. yeah. That, uh, Honestly, anytime that I hear, and this is me working in Superior, Wisconsin, when I hear somebody like, we got to have Patron, 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 you're a douche. Yeah. If you don't come up and say, what kind of tequila do you have? I will tell you, and you give my respect for ordering a shot of tequila and asking what we have. But if you're like, I got to have Patron. I don't know if I'm unjustified in that, if that's, or if I'm justified in that assumption, but I, maybe I don't know tequila that well, but. Did you know that they make tequila in Wisconsin? I would assume it's Wisconsin. We drink liquor. Where do you find the agave plant in Wisconsin? Ta-da. I, I got a little story for you. And it's a really quick one. I'll make it really quick. Okay. I just, I just so I'm going secretly to, judge people that order Patron off the bat. I'm going out to the Baystock land. I'm going out to my land. And, and I stop in the Cornucopia and I order a Bloody Maria, which is a Bloody Maria with tequila. And I said, what kind of tequila do you have? So she said, we have Patron. Cuervo, they, probably. They, they might have had the Cuervo, and then they go, we have this. And I don't even remember what it was called, but she said, it's made in Wisconsin. Hey, <laughs> what? Tequila is not made in Wisconsin. Well, yes, it is. Mm. And I go, no, you can't. Yes, you can. And they go, no, you can't. It's, well, it's... You shouldn't. It's ethanol. It can, but... Well, the plant, the plant that tequila comes from can't grow here so. Right. so you could make it but you should if well seriously if you want to spend a whole bunch of money and building yourself a dome and waiting for the agave plant to grow to between 12 and 15 years of age and then harvest them pineapples and turn it into tequila then you could actually grow you could make tequila in wisconsin yeah, there you go. There you so go. this is stuff I had. The scorpion. Oh, that's mezcal. That's mezcal. So not tequila. What's the difference, sir? The difference between tequila and mezcal is Explains such a, a fine line. Tequila is the more refined mezcal. It's not like wine. It's not like wine to brandy. How about it's white lightning to whiskey? Sweet. White lightning moonshine to whiskey. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Moonshine to whiskey to a aged whiskey. Yeah. To a degree. Just I think they just want, they go through another step. But mezcal is so backwoods. Yeah. So it's made in the Mexican roots. Mexican hollers. Yeah. Okay. So about like moonshine then. I would, well, I mean, yeah, I would say that. If what you pulled up here, Dave, on uh, 
Yes, I realize it says it's, it's 40%. only forty percent alcohol, so eighty proof. Which is what tequila is. And you were saying it fucked you up for the entire day. I feel like there was probably something else in that shot. That well, you got himself a nasty scorpion. <laughs> well, I need to go find that was... shop clerk and be like, hey, what the fuck did you put in that? There's, some there's more. something else in there then. Because one shot of 40 proof or 40% alcohol or 80 proof, like for you, shouldn't have fucked up your whole day. I've also been training a lot more these past four, three, four years, so. So your rating is basically Don Julio, Patron. What else? Uh, no, Don Julio, Sousa, Patron, Cuervo. If you're talking about a strictly Reposado, cross the board. A Reposado cross the board, I mean, I would say... I love Don Julio. Patron, hey. Take it or leave it. Everybody thinks it, it for, I don't know. It's like you see a video on, you know, a music video and everybody's doing it. Right. And that one, like Hennessy or whatever. These stupid people out there just drinking things that just because Some somebody else somewhere says it's good. So they drink it. That's why Nikki started drinking Jack Daniels, seeing I drank it. No, that's not even, yeah. So, Moon, what's the what's the worst tequila you've ever had? And I think I've been in your presence when that happened, if you don't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name of it? <laughs> yes, I do. It's burned into my tongue. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. Say uh, it. Uh, tres agaves. Tres? No. Tres, tres agaves. Tres agaves. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was rated it supposedly i mean rated great for margaritas well yeah you better put something else in there if you're going to drink it because after you drank a shot even chilled even chilled it was like it's coming back back right now it's like taking a swig of um oil to, just baby, listening baby, to you baby, is making my mouth yeah. do baby a oil, thing. Baby oil. Baby oil. Oh. But like tequila flavored baby oil, tequila but it, it would never. It didn't, didn't go away. It didn't it, go away. It just stayed in your tongue. It was like. Just, and then we tried to wash it away with other things, and it didn't go away. Oh, it, oh yes, Even lime and salt? Most disgusting. It literally stayed on your tongue for. Yes. Forever. 45 minutes. Forever. Anyway. I mean, it was. Forever. Uh, well, you know, and I don't, I don't care what liquor it is. I don't know that I would want that for any flavor of liquor to stay on your tongue for that long. Yeah, that's the one right there. Trace agaves. Yep. Disgusting. Well, I huh. mean, they, they advertise know, as it, an organic. There you go. You know, so. Well, the foot is organic. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, see, now throw it in. You ever lick throat. a foot? It tastes like a foot for. 45 minutes. Yeah, it, it's gross. Be, put it into a something. Mix it with something. And they did say, um, put it in a a Bloody Mary or put it into a, a, a mixed drink. They said, well, they say, anybody can say anything they want to say. Right. I, I could say this. Let's just say it was the opposite of fruit stripe gum, where, uh, like, you have fruit stripe gum, tastes good for, like, 10 seconds, and then the flavor's gone. This tasted bad the entire way through. 
and lasted you Ooh. for Way like an hour, hour and a half. Maybe Fruit Strike Gum should talk to these people at Trace Agave. Figure out how they do it. <laughs> Keep the flavor to last. <laughs> We're onto something here. Yeah, maybe. Because I think Fruit Stripe Gum, Fruit Stripe Gum, kind of fell off the uh, the market. Well, and... if I ever find myself in a situation, I'll be sure to avoid Trace Agave. Yes. Unless they line my pocket with some money. Um, I'm pretty sure. Con- not to be confused with Trace Generations. Which is a Cuervo product, which is, is good. It? Yes, right, it, it is actually. Yeah, no, th- this bottle screams no. I don't want it. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. it's trying so hard to look authentic. I just, yeah, I wouldn't even try it. No, don't. And it, yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, we have came to our last shot. Came to whatever. At least I haven't went me, Dave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have come to our last shot, sir. We are about to take our last shot. Cheers to so, tequila. I don't know why I'm not drinking. Sorry. I didn't specify either. I apologize. I all this tequila talk. I kind of wanted to show yeah. tequila, but it has been a pleasure talking with you. So is this the end of our bullshit? Oh hell no! We can keep recorded bullshit. Uh, yeah. Recorded bullshit, but we don't know. We need to touch on the fucking coronavirus crap. <laughs> well, I've been trying to no, avoid okay. it. We keep it out of there. Everybody's trying to yeah, avoid. Right. The Everybody's trying to let's, avoid the well, corona. Let's, let's end with. We're all. We are not together. We're all six feet apart. We're all six feet apart. We are. Absolutely. In Johnny's house. We have not touched each other. Nope. We're doing our damnedest not to. I'm touch wearing each a full other. body I'm having condom. A hard time. <laughs> Reach we out are, and touch someone. <laughs> we are enjoying ourselves and having a conversation. And hey, you people stay safe, stay good, keep it separate, and uh, keep it real. This is a absolute. blast. This is a blast, man. Uh, it's been an absolute blast and honor to have you on the podcast, sir. Right, thanks, man. Thank cheers. you. All right, cheers. I drank my shot already. Hope you have enjoyed tonight's podcast. This marks our 10th podcast published. So please help us celebrate podcast number 10 by donating to our Patreon. Every little bit helps, and this is not free. From the booze to the microphones to the software, uh, please help us keep these uh, podcasts rolling. Till next time, see you later.